What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Darby and the Dead. 2022 film released on Hulu about a teen girl who can see the dead, who the most popular girl in school comes to haunt her yeah. when she dies. It's kind of like uh, Mean Girls meets The Sixth Sense. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. We're going to put a log line on it. Although Darby, spoilers for The Sixth Sense, I guess, Darby isn't dead the whole time. Well, it wasn't Haley. It wasn't the person who could see dead people in Sixth Sense. Well, I guess that's dead. true, yeah. Haley so. Joel Osment was not dead in the Sixth Anyways, Sense. Spoilers? Spoilers, and we're going to spoil this film. Yeah. And this give you our first, first impressions. Our first impressions without any research or great pre-thought put into it. Just post-thought. post That's when we finish recording the podcast and go, oh, I should have said this. Yeah, <laughs> We didn't say it though, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, what did uh, what did you think of the movie? You know, I like a movie about a nerdy kid, usually a girl in high school, who gets a makeover and becomes popular, and then finds out their being popular is not so perfect or easy or anything. <laughs> I'm I'll, I'm down to watch yeah. that storyline. I thought this was kind of a mediocre version mm-hmm. of of it. Um, it did exactly what I expected it to do, mm-hmm. story-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I would like a little bit more originality and creativity. <laughs> um, but I like your tagline of Mean Girls meets Sixth Sense. Yeah. I think that was accurate. That's, that's what I felt about it. I didn't think about it while we were watching it, but I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. Um, I didn't know until literally looking at the Wikipedia page right now, it was filmed entirely in Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah, that was interesting. Which is fascinating, given that it was very much presented as an American high school. Well, it's a very American high school context, too. Yeah. I mean, there's literally a character who goes, oh, prom, I've seen that in movies. <laughs> because that's sort of what this is in conversation I mean, I with. thought it was really pretty. Like, the high school was right on a beach. Yeah. That's why, as I was watching it, <laughs> I was wondering where where that was located. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have a lot to say. It made me think of another movie of this genre of Nerdy Girl Becomes Popular mm-hmm. that I liked a lot better. Jennifer's Body? Is that Nerdy Girl? Cause dis- no, but it, it's supernatural. That's why I was thinking oh, of it. Okay. What was your thought? Well, yeah, Jennifer's body is is real good. Yeah. That is. No, it was a movie called, I think it's called Do Revenge. It was on Netflix. Did you released. watch it? Yeah, oh, I watched okay. it. I didn't know you watched it. About three months ago, early on in this latest Fibro Flare. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that film. Oh, good. I thought it was... <laughs> Done really well. It was very interesting. There were some twists that I didn't see yeah, coming. This movie had no twists. No, if you watch the trailer, you basically watched yeah. the film. And that wasn't just bad trailer, although bad trailer is a real problem nowadays, where it's like, we're going to show you the whole movie, and then you don't need to watch the movie. I thought it was a fine trailer, but also it was everything you expected it to be. Yeah, it's not strong character or mm-hmm. character development. 
Yep, Nicole Maines was in it. Yes. I actually liked what she brought to she like. Did, she did something interesting character. with that role. <laughs> I agree. Uh, she did. She did something which she so was, much of the cast did not. Yeah, she was one of the mean girls. <laughs> and... um, yeah, weirdly recognizable cast, like from Nicole Maines. I don't know if everyone else would recognize, but we've watched a lot of Supergirl, which she co-stars mm-hmm. in in the later seasons um freaking the danza as... yeah i did wonder like <laughs> how is tony danza in this was like the only name <laughs> wayne knight comes wayne in knight, later, yeah but that was the only name that i recognized yeah, i did not like i recognized that i recognized wayne knight but i didn't realize it was him mm-hmm. which is i don't know what that says about me or his performance his performance was very dull Mm-hmm. Um, very one note. Well, there wasn't anything yeah, to work with. There was nothing to work with. Um, that is absolutely true. But hey, Tony Danza. I like I like me a Tony Danza. I read his book about being a public school teacher. Yep. He was a public school teacher for That's a reality it. show. And then he stayed. And then he stayed for another semester. Like, he didn't stay a long time. He's not still a public school teacher because yeah. that's miserable. Um, shout out to all my public school teachers out there. Uh, so this is the first thing I wrote down when we were watching it. And it's still the thing that I think is the most true. And it is, I think, the very definition of damning with faint praise. This feels like a TV show premise. Mm. Yeah, that would be a good TV show. It would be a much better TV show than it was a movie. <laughs> Well, that's, that's kind of the premise of Not Dead Yet, the one with Gina Rodriguez mm-hmm. that um, we haven't watched. Yeah, where she talks to dead people. She talks to dead people. Or, like, there was one with Jennifer Love Hewitt where she talked to dead people. The Ghost Whisperer. The Ghost Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that's, I wasn't thinking of those shows, but, like, that's the sort of setup for, like, a procedural, like, Ghost of the Week series. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's a new ghost and I gotta help him move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so having... Almost all of that happened in, like, the background or in the expositional stuff felt very weird to me. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand how she was able... I don't even remember the characters' names. Who's What's the protagonist? Darby. Darby. <laughs> Duh. Oh, dear. This tells you a lot about Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> So how Darby helps Capri, Capri is the popular girl who dies, Yes. move on. Because Capri wants to move on after her sweet 17 party. And, yeah. Um, I am just not clear. Neither is the movie. What? The what? movie is real unclear about the, the metaphysics of ghosts. Your, your unfinished business. Yeah. And... Like, you stick around because you've got unfinished business. But she doesn't immediately move on after the party, which she thought was going to be her unfinished business, but then decides well, to move on. And then I, so I don't know. It's implied multiple times that any ghost can decide to move on whenever they feel like it. Yeah. Like, not, every go- not everybody who dies becomes a ghost, but anyone who is a ghost can just choose when they're done. Yeah. Um, which doesn't really line up with, like, unfinished business necessarily. Yeah. 
And then, then I think it's more complicated by her mom, mm-hmm. who's been dead this whole time, but didn't go hang out with Darby. Well, I can understand the thought process here. Because if she went to hang out with Darby, Darby would never move on from her death. And she would okay. never have... She wouldn't live among the living anymore. Because mm-hmm. Darby is kind of living among the dead. How'd that work out? <laughs> she finds through her Through not moving on. <laughs> I'm just saying, if that was the mom's plan, it didn't work. Because then for the next, I don't know, 15 years, 12 years, she doesn't move on and she only hangs out with dead people. Yeah. But just not her mom. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like the decision, it's always presented as like a decision whether or not you want to stay or move on. Mm -hmm. And... Not like so many times, I think, in ghost fiction, when it's like, no, they have to complete this task to put their soul at rest. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just like, yeah, if you feel like it, stick around until you don't anymore, I guess. Um, also, is a sweet 17 thing. Because it's sweet 16. Sweet 16 is I thought, a thing. I know that's a thing, but then I was like, oh, maybe I'm just behind on the, the teen, teen speak these days. And maybe sweet 17 is also a thing. I don't know. There was, like, a lot of weird insistence that this was all taking place in their junior year. Like, that mattered significantly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. And why couldn't it be a sweet 16? Yeah. Of a sweet 17? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it couldn't be their 18, you know, it couldn't be like a graduation party. I don't know. None of none of that made sense from a writing standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, Capri definitely feels like the person who would throw a Sweet 17 party whether or not it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why it was a thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I, it's not a thing. And it was Coachella themed, mm-hmm. which feels accurate to teenagers, but that doesn't mean it is. I wouldn't know. Like, do teenagers like Coachella themed things or do they just like going to Coachella? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about teenagers. I do know... Calling them deados is real silly. The dead go the dead the ghosts. ghosts the ghosts yes. Uh, deados did not work for me as a goofy name. When we have things like ghost, <laughs> it was also very Instagram heavy of its social media yeah um, talk. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if that was also true of, of Gen Z, if they're yeah, into I mean, Instagram. Like Capri that. does make the joke of like, I'll teach you TikTok if this goes well, mm-hmm. um, which is funny. That just meant that what that felt like to me was like, oh, this script was written a while ago. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I think Instagram hits more young millennial. Yeah. Rather than the people currently in high school. Mm-hmm. But. 
That's kind of nitpicky. But yeah. Also, speaking, I don't know. Speaking of nitpicky, this is a thing that that bothered me far more than it should have. So a lot of people on on TV shows, or a lot of people who watch TV shows and movies, um, make fun of the fact that you can always tell that actors are carrying empty coffee cups mm-hmm. because it never looks like there's anything in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was particularly true in the scene where Darby is on the roof doing roof stuff, and her dad comes out with a mug. That doesn't have anything in it. That's not immediately clear. But she takes it, doesn't drink anything out of it, and then puts it down on the roof, which is, of course, at a you know, 20 to 30 degree angle. Yeah. And I'm like, if that had stuff in it, it would be spilling out. <laughs> Didn't catch that. No. Well, you weren't a child or a teenager who spent a lot of time sitting on roofs. I was. So I think about these things. Yeah. Yeah, I used to go sit out on the roof and read a book. Did you take your coffee cup? No, I didn't drink coffee it on at the time. The roof. It wouldn't work. It would spill out because mm-hmm. of the angle. Not if you drank enough of it. I guess, but she didn't. Um, yeah, there were just a lot of like details in this movie that stood out to me, whether or not they were good or interesting. The like ultimate cliche of like, oh, it's frog dissection day. It's always frog dissection day in high school science classes. Mm-hmm. They can't ever come up with anything else. Mm-mm. And it's just lazy. <laughs> That's what I was thinking a lot of the times when I was watching this one. Um, the weird subplot. The, like, almost romance triangle between Capri's boyfriend and Donut Boy. Mm-hmm. Donut Boy was was nothing? He was a nothing human. Uh, turns out he can also see the dead. Yes. But that doesn't make him interesting or have any personality. Well, I didn't think he was any less interesting or less personality than any of the other characters. I guess that's true. I didn't think really any of them. I think were we just saw or... more of the other characters. Oh. Again, with the exception of Nicole Maines, who brought a personality. Bringing something. <laughs> she didn't have anything to work with, but uh, I thought that was funny. I thought her, her one liners. Also, fun. so Capri dies. Yeah. Because in the locker room, they have this weird, like, elevated (laughs) pool of water that's, like, two inches deep in their shower room. And I have no idea what purpose it serves. She falls into it with her curling, or uh, flat iron, and electrocutes herself accidentally. Yeah. But I... (laughs) I don't know... What that was. What that was. I don't know what that was. Here's a place to get your feet wet? I I could not tell you. Um, that was not a thing I was familiar with. And yeah, it looks like a huge tripping hazard. <laughs> yeah, wet floors and a divot in the floor and a divot in that wet tile floors, yeah. Oh, I didn't know this, because um, I'm looking at it right now. Um, but Capri also played Moana in Moana. 
Well, that's cool. Is she Hawaiian? I wondered with her name, actually, when I saw it, if it was a Hawaiian name. She was born in Hawaii. Okay. I can tell you Take that with much. that what you will. <laughs> she is of native Hawaiian, Puerto Rican, Portuguese, Chinese, and Irish descent, according to Wikipedia. Okay. So. Excuse me. There you go. Uh, yes. Um, here's a fun fact. It doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the film. Um, but this was, as far as I know, the first film I've ever watched directed by a trans man. Okay. Just an interesting fact. I don't know of any films I've watched directed by a trans man. Yeah, Silas Howard, um, who's done a lot of TV work. Again, that lines up with what I felt about the direction of this film, which was very TV. But he directed some League of Their Own and Pose and a few episodes of Transparent. Um, But I think this was his film premiere. Mm. I could be wrong. I think I'm wrong. I just found another one that he directed that was a film. So we're just, like, reaching things for things to say. I mean, I can get on my list of other things. Um, Darby burns sage around uh, Capri, and all I could think was, would that be, like, offensive to ghosts? (laughs) It didn't seem to do anything to Capri. It didn't do anything. So what is the meaning of... But and and it wasn't really commented on. It was just like one of those things that she was doing, and if you knew what it was, you knew what it was. But it clearly had no impact on Capri. So I was wondering, like, is that just an offensive stereotype to ghosts? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm putting more thought into it than the movie did. Um, they strongly implied that Weezer is considered oldies. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Um, I mean, that's fair. Weezer's been around for a while. I mean, yes, Weezer's been around for a while. I'm not saying it's wrong. It just hurts. Um, I mean, Nirvana's considered oldies, too, but they're older than Weezer. It was just the boy love interest who played the guitar and sang had a Weezer poster in his room, and that was the Mm -hmm. only, like, musical poster. Mm -hmm. And Capri explicitly said, oh, he just loves oldies. So that was the connection I made. Mm -hmm. They didn't do anything further with that. But I was like, hmm, hmm. Uh, the football team was inconsistently named. That bothered me significantly. They were both the Cougars and the Fighting Donuts. That's a little confusing. All of their shirts said Cougars, but their mascot. And the team name was explicitly called out as the Fighting Donuts in mm-hmm. one scene. Because they there was the... Almost a joke that the school was sponsored by a donut shop. Yeah, they didn't really do anything with that. It was joke. not really a joke. It, it was just a statement of fact. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought too, Kitty. Sorry, my book's in the way. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I have anything else to say. I mean, this might be a short, short cast. I mean, they had a cool, like, coffee bar in the cafeteria with coffee and donuts every day. Yeah, because it was sponsored by donuts. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. 
if it was a TV show, I might be more interested in watching another episode. If this was just a two-hour premise pilot. Mm-hmm. Not even a premise pilot, just a pilot. But, uh, I don't... But she didn't even succeed in, like, helping a ghost do something to move on. No, she didn't. She was bad at that. <laughs> I think the focus is more on her coming out of her shell and mm-hmm. moving from strictly dealing with ghosts to yeah. living in the world. Yeah, now she that has a seemed, friend. That seemed to be more the direction it was going. Yeah. So... Maybe it wouldn't be a procedural which Maybe. helps ghosts. Well, this was not a great episode of a, if it was. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I'm literally scanning Wikipedia going, maybe there's something else here. It seemed to score like 50, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Not, which is fair. Yeah. It was fine. Okay. I think I think we said all we want to say about it. We don't have to uh, don't have, don't have to linger and stretch it out. That's okay. You want to tell them about our Patreon, Amy? Yeah, we have a Patreon. It's going to take me about as long to explain it as it did for us to talk about the movie. But it's patreon.com slash five degrees. You can support us on a per episode basis. Uh, you can put a monthly cap on the number of episodes you support. And there are two perks. One is the super duper unedited version of our unedited podcast where we talk to our cat mostly wow. and sometimes go over things we forgot to say in the podcast yeah. itself. And the second perk is a list of movies we didn't watch because every week. Kevin makes a list of five movies, and I choose one for us to watch. And we thank you for our support. No, we thank you for your support. (laughs) Your support. Your support means a lot to us. It does. Even if it's just listening to the podcast or rating us on your favorite podcatcher. Yes, exactly. Did I catch everything? Yeah. I don't know if anybody else calls them podcatchers anymore. That feels like a very early 2000s term. Um... I am not internet savvy enough to know that. That's fair. I'm not either. You were just teaching me about the dark web today. so the dark web. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think the dark web was real. I thought it was made up. The dark web. Not just from Letterkenny, but from other yeah. cultural Well, I mean, zones. it's not well depicted on any media. Yeah. Right. Like, I kind of thought the dark web was like when you see hackers on TV... <laughs> And they're just like pressing the keyboards and we're like, give me a second and I'm going to be inside the NSA. (laughs) I thought it was like hackers are real, but like what you see on TV is. Yeah. Well, what you see on TV of the dark web is also about as real as what you see of hackers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what. Yeah. That's fair. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.